When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We've just uh, wrapped up a fiery press conference and head-to-head. Uh, but before that, how was Matram's 40th party, Eddie? Yeah, it was good, really good. Obviously, big moment for the, the family. Uh, 40 years of operations at Matram. One for the old man, particularly, because he's been there every day of it. Um, really good event. You know, a lot of close friends and family there. And, uh, yeah, exciting future ahead for the business. This Saturday, obviously, at the O2, live on DAZN. Uh, Chisora and Pulev get their rematch on. Uh, yeah, fiery up there. Uh, what were your immediate thoughts afterwards? Um, I, was, I was bricking it, to be honest with you, because they wouldn't let go of each other. And, and Pulev, like, Derek was quite calm, but Pulev just wouldn't stop the whole presser. You know, f- trying to press the buttons, trying to press the buttons. Del Boy, a little slam on the table and smashed his watch up. But just kept poking him. And I'm pleased because Derek's got to be switched on for this fight. He's got to start fast in this fight. And he's, he's fired up. He's ready to go. And uh, just get the weighing out of the way tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, I think we're going to get a good fight on Saturday. I see you try to break it up. They wouldn't let go of hands. And I sort of grabbed Pulev's hand, which was the biggest waste of time going because it's seven times the size of one of my hands. But I also didn't want Del to hurt his hand. You know, they're pulling and they're pulling wrists back and forward. And I was also worried about Dell's other hand, which was one that he was looking, was the free one. So didn't know what he was going to do with that. But listen, all, all done and dusted. And uh, like I say, get the weighing out of the way. And I think we're going to get a great fight Saturday. Was that a perfect sort of balance between a bit yeah. of beef and needle, yeah. but not going over the top? Yes, because all of a sudden and easily there, that could happen. Someone chins someone, someone goes over, next thing the British Boxing Board of Control are called, then we've got to do a hearing, then the fight's in jeopardy, then there's fines being paid, and ultimately I'm going to be the one paying the fines. And yeah, that, that was like a good mix between everyone realising how up for it these two are, but not crossing the line. How have tickets gone for Saturday night? Good, I think we'll have about 7,000 in there. So I think uh, it's a solid crowd, it could be a good atmosphere. Ramler Ali sold so many tickets on Saturday which was really pleasing for her as well and be a great atmosphere everyone always gets behind Derek Chisora it's a really good fight card I think when people analyse the card in terms of and there are fights that go under the radar there Madrimov against Soro is a brilliant brilliant fight even Felix Cashborn Alexander um, Ajarko against Matic really good fight as well Fabio Wardley Ramler Ali it's a good card and I think we're going to get a really good heavyweight fight as well Let's talk about Felix Cash and Vaughan Alexander. Of course, a good win for Vaughan against Lewis Arias. But UK fans will know him from that Zach Parker loss where he lost uh, in two rounds, I believe. So what are you expecting from Felix Cash and, and Vaughan Alexander? I think it's a really tough fight. I mean, look, he's, he's, a, he's a small middleweight, really. So when he boxed Zach Parker, who's a really big 168-pounder, 
late notice, got chinned by a really good shot. But coming off the Lewis Arias victory, Lewis Arias just beat Jarrett Hurd. He's a very good fighter. Um, you know, Alexander, who's in prison for, I think, 10 years, came out. He's boxed everyone at late notice. He's now got that win. You know, look at his ranking, his position in the middleweight division. He's one win away from breaking into the top 10. Very good fighter, very smart, um, great defence, defence, great defence. And um, I think it's a very tough fight for Felix Cash. I really do. But yeah, we're waiting on that European shot. It's very frustrating. And he's got to keep getting over these banana skins, as was his last fight. He's fighting high-level opposition. Interviewed your boy Israel Magrimov yes. yesterday. And, of course, a tough rematch. The brilliant. first fight was brilliant with uh, Michelle Sorrow. But if he comes through tomorrow, uh, the winner is in line for Jamel Charlo, undisputed fight. He's saying, bring me Charlo. Yeah. So what a fight that would be, Charlo Magrimov. Yeah, I rate Magrimov so highly. I mean, he's a god in Uzbekistan. And, and we're lucky, to be honest with you, in the O2 and on the zone to be able to get this fight on. First fight in Uzbekistan was a thriller. We know what happened. He hit him after the bell. No one heard the bell. The WBA ordered a rematch, and I, and I expect him to put a great performance in. The winner gets Charlo. That's what we're pushing for, and hopefully Madrimov can do the business. Okay, just to move on to the heavyweight division, did you see my interview with Johnny Nelson where he was adamant that Alexander Usyk is an average southpaw? Mm. Quite bewildering. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether Johnny sometimes is just on the wind-up. I mean, I remember when he was saying that James Tennyson would beat Javonta Davis quite easily. He's come out of some perlers in the past, but I don't know. Maybe Johnny just sort of pulling everyone's plonker. But Alexander Usyk is one of the, well, I mean, one of the greatest southpaws in the sport. He may be one of the greatest southpaws of all time when everything's said and done. And he's obviously very difficult to beat. So everybody knows how good he is. And uh, his resume has proved that. He's undisputed cruiserweight champion. He's now unified heavyweight world champion. He's Olympic gold medalist. I mean, he's, he's, he's an outstanding pound-for-pound pound great. Have Skills Challenge and the Saudis indicated when they want to make that broadcast announcement? No, I mean, we're not involved in that process. And, and they'll go through the process of who will pay the most money and how the deal is structured. And I guess they'll make a decision in due course. How long can they really leave it? It's up to them. It's not, I mean, you know, our deal is done. They own the rights. Um, I guess I don't know how important it is to them. Obviously, they want to commercially maximise the terms for that fight, but it's not uh, a process we're involved with. Now, I know these are big ifs, but if Fury stays retired and your man Joshua wins in Saudi uh, on August 20th, what is there really for Joshua if Fury stays retired, Eddie? Uh, I think there's a lot of fights. You know, there's mandatories that he'll have to take care of. Philip Hergovich, he's fighting Zile Zhang for the IBF mandatory. Um, the WBO will eventually put a mandatory forward. Obviously, we've just ha- yeah, we've just had one though, so that'll be a while within that cycle. There's the WBA. Is it Huey Fury against Hunter? Is an eliminator for Daniel Dubois, and then whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, so there's a Dillian White rematch. I mean, there's, there's loads of fights available for him. But, of course, the plan has always been undisputed. And if he beats Alexander Usyk, which I believe he will, I, I expect Tyson Fury to take that fight against him. Okay. If he doesn't, if he stays retired, you've got Hergovic and Zhang, the winner of that. I think yeah. a lot of people think Hergovic will win that. Mm-hmm. You've got Joyce with the WBO and Dubai with the WBA. So they're all fascinating fights. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think is commercially the biggest one? I guess it would be against a Brit. You know, the Hergovic fight... There's, the Hergovic fight is by far the toughest fight out of all of them, in my opinion. But at the same time, the biggest commercial, to be honest with you, the biggest commercial fight is probably Dillian White rematch. But out of Dubois and Joyce, I don't know. Joyce beat Dubois. Joyce isn't, you know, a massive draw, but he's a very good fighter. They're all big fights, you know. And AJ would have no problem facing anyone as he's proved throughout his whole career. Joe Joyce has been very vocal about Anthony Joshua in that WBO yeah. shot. What did you make of his performance against Christian Hammer? 
He's a good fighter. Look, I mean, the, the problem that they've got is is that they're not sticking the money up to give him the level of opposition that he needs to raise his profile. You know, Christian Hammer is a guy that's been beaten repeatedly. Um, he's completely finished now. And Joe Joyce did what was expected of him, which was walk straight through him. Joe Joyce is very strong. You know, to the naked eye, some of my friends say, that Joe Joyce, oh, he, he's so slow, he's this, he's that. But he's, he's very good. He's very effective and he's very hard to beat. Um, but they've got to put the money up to make a big fight. And obviously the Joseph Parker, I was enjoying your, your, uh, you know, your Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce back and forth with the promoters. Um, and I think they should just make that fight. Like the, the, the natural fight for everybody. But now they're in a position where Frank's got to give, you know, I'm, I'm talking now as a fight fan, watching your interviews. Frank's got to pay up for a fight for Joe Joyce. It's going to be very expensive and he's going to do a lot of money on that fight. And Sky have got to, put up for a Joe Parker fight, which is a nightmare because he's from New Zealand and don't really draw in the UK unless he's in with a Brit. So, you know, if I'm, I would just make the fight on BT. Frank's not going to make the fight on Sky. So I would just put Joe, Joe, Joe Parker in that fight because who else are you going to put him in with on that kind of money? I think they're talking about Otto Wallin because he's Southport. Well, in, in the UK, Otto Wallin against Joseph Parker in the UK. No, 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 for Joe Joyce. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to pay up, you know, and, and it's expensive because you're going to do money. So regardless if Usyk or Joshua, whoever wins in that fight, do you know which governing body is next in line? Uh, I believe the IBF. IBF. Yeah, we go back to the last mandatory, or could be the Pulev, WBA. was it? Yeah, P- uh, Pulev was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, or WBA, I don't know. I mean, the WBO was Usyk. So that's the last one of the cycle. Um, but we shall see. Obviously, look, the only fight we'd want to make uh, if he wins is the, is the uh, Fury undisputed. But he, obviously, he's going to be around for a long time. And he'll have to go through all mandatory challenges like he always has. He's never ducked a mandatory challenger. Everyone said, oh, you should have vacated the belt and skipped Usyk. That's not what AJ's about. Why do you believe Fury only comes back for Joshua and not Usyk? Because he had the chance to fight Usyk. He had the chance to fight him before Dillian White, and he didn't want to fight Usyk for the undisputed title. He wanted to have what he called a warm-up fight and then go into Usyk. That deal broke down, and it was there for him. I don't think that he'll want to fight. I don't think he'll like the style. You know, Maybe he's not that motivated about being undisputed if it's Usyk. I don't know, but I just feel like he feels he can beat Joshua. He knows the money will be out of control, and he'll take the fight, in my opinion, but he's entitled to do whatever he, whatever he wants. Are you saying you think he's worried about Alexander Rusic? Yes, I, I don't think he's that confident about that fight. Because if he wasn't worried, Umar, the deal was there in place for him to fight Usyk for the undisputed championship and he chose not to do it. That's facts. That's facts. And if he believed he could beat him, if he believes he's just a little middleweight, whatever he calls him, he would have taken the fight and he would have become undisputed. What do you think about him and Thor potentially fighting? You know... So it's a circus, but sometimes a circus sells. Okay. Um, Dillian White, you mentioned him there. What can you offer him, apart from that Joshua rematch if he wins, what else have you got in the pipeline potentially for Dillian? Anyone. Same as what anyone else can offer him. A lot of money and you know a, a, a very solid base of a show that has been very successful for him for a number of years. You know He'll go out now, I'm sure he'll speak to a number of different broadcasters. Um, we've been with him for a huge part of his career and we'd like to be with him for the rest of his career as well. But, you know, he's going to look at opportunities and we'll see what happens. A couple of more things to run through. Bawatsi, Bivol, what's happening there? Um, we're looking to make that fight for probably October. We've, we've made an offer to um, Bawatsi for that fight, which we're, we're talking to 258 about. Um, 
Obviously, you've got Callum Smith, who's in a final eliminator for the WBC title. He could jump in and fight Bivol as well. So we'll have to see what happens. But we would like to make Bivol against Boatsi or maybe Callum Smith in October. You've talked about Conor Ben and Keith Furman. Given your relationship with PBC, do you think that's realistic, Eddie? It depends if they want the money. Depends what they've got with it for him. I think you know if if there's a the right opportunity and the right money. You know, I've got a good dialogue with a PBC in terms of my relationship with Louis de Cubis, and he'll always give me a number to get a fight made. And if we hit that number, we'll get the fight made. We've we've done PBC fights before, but it's got to work out financially for everybody. Seen Ben Davidson's put up photos of Billy Joe Saunders training. Um, is there legs in that rematch with John Ryder? Yeah, possibly. I mean, we have one fight left with, with Billy Joe Saunders and, you know, we've been talking to um, his team about bringing him back in December. He's got a lot of work to do to get back in shape, but he seems focused. You know, Billy needs a date. He needs a plan. And that's what we're working on at the moment. Last one, um, Bam Bam and Martinez, mm. uh, you've got potentially for Sonny Edwards. He's been very vocal mm. about getting them fights. Is there legs in either Bam Bam or Martinez fighting Edwards? Yeah, we're talking to Sonny Edwards' team about the Julio Cesar-Martinez unification. I think that's, that's the right fight. That's a big fight. Bam's up at super flyweight but can mix it up between the weights. I want to see Jesse Rodriguez against Chocolatito. I think it's an all-time great fight and uh, we might make that for December and hopefully we can make Martinez against Sonny Edwards' unification for October. And a bit of a curveball, this one. I'm going to throw one last mm. one in. So we've been doing this with fighters on IFL. You've got a fight one, spar one, and avoid one. I'm not going to give you fighters. I'm going to give you three promoters. You've got Bob Arum, right. Ben Shalom, and Frank Warren. You've got a fight one, spar one, and avoid one. Fight one, spar one. Well, I'd have to, um, I'd have to fight Bob Arum, because he's probably the only one I could hand on heartbeat, because I'm useless. Uh, spar one, I don't know. Maybe Frank and... Avoid Ben. Ben's, you know, he's still give him a chance to get going in the game because he's, you know, he's he's new to it. Or we'll, we'll we'll take care of the old guard and then maybe we'll we'll meet down the line. Terrible question. It's Coogan's idea, so blame it on him. Thank you very much for your time. Sports Social Podcast Network.